Cafeteria Talk. That was sick. That was sick. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Cafeteria Talk, the podcast. We talk about any and everything, just like the days at the table, hanging with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. It's your boy, Quattro. What's good, everybody? This is Nua. The return of DJ Nua, 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 Nua. Man, that was just very, very impressive. Nice trick. Anyway, it's your boy Slick Robin. There's no introduction needed. Let's get straight to it. What's up, guys? I know it's been a minute, man. I got busy. Jay Nua got busy. Slick got busy. We got lives to live. But we're back with another episode, another movie review of Spider-Man No Way Home, man. But first, you know what we got to do. Let me get to a little bit of business real quick. If you happen to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us five-star ratings and reviews. You can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. Slick Rob, tell us about that, that, that segment, that yeah. segment you put us on. Well, you kind of said the said name it. in I'm it, sorry. but it's perfectly okay. We're finna get into the put-on segment. This is a... Segment where we talk about anything we've recently eaten in our boy Prodigy's case, listened to, read, made, popped in the eyes. I don't know where that came from. I just came up with that. I'll figure out what that means in a little bit. But to put on segment, we're going to give y'all something that we would like y'all, the people, to check out. And I'm going to go first. Um, and I'm going to put y'all on, since this is a Marvel-based episode, I'm going to put y'all on this app. Marvel has called Marvel Unlimited. Um, I believe they started a free trial, but it's, I think, $8.99 or $9.99 a month. Complete access to any Marvel comic you want to see. And I'm currently, right now, going back, going through the Iron all of Ironheart's comics. Um, just because um, I've been starting to become a real big fan of her back in 2019, when I first heard of Ironheart. When they first mentioned she was coming to the MCU, I believe. And yeah, I'm reading all her comics. Very dope. She's from Shottown, so of course, you know, she got my last name as well. So yeah, very connected. Um, dope. I actually read um I read uh I think Black Panther comic that was really cool. That kind of touched based on from the movie as well. I saw some connections from the movie to the comic. But yeah, Marvel Unlimited, check that out. There was another put on I had. Oh, yeah. Don't Look Up on Netflix with Jennifer Aniston and Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll be honest, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. Honestly, y'all should check it out. This boy Quattro is steaming. Oh, like, was that your put on? Right out my damn mouth. Just. Oh. Oh, I got another one. Dude. Pulled it up and everything to read y'all the little synopsis or whatnot. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no,
I'll go. A, I'll go. I'll go. I got another one. I, I can redact. It's too late, no. I can redact that no, one. I never gave up. Uh-uh. Nope. It, it was good. I enjoyed it. I see it did not do very well. People have been hating it. Don't really see where that's coming from. I really enjoyed it, but, you know. Same. I could. Okay. What did you think of the editing? The editing in that movie is... Loved Chef's it. Kiss. I loved Favreau. it. Favreau. Like, Favreau, for real. So, go ahead, DJ Noah, while I find another put-on. Okay, so, my put-on is going to be... A song. You'd think that as a DJ, I'd be putting on more music, but anyway, I'm going to be putting on the uh, Mass Christmas by uh, Jimmy uh, Fallon, I believe. Fallon, Ariana Grande, and Meg Thee Stallion. Uh, It's by no means a banger. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those songs that is very reminiscent of the times. Like You're going to go back and listen to it. And you're going to think about, dang, I remember Christmas 2020, Christmas 2021, you know, we were all in the house or we were all out. You know, some of us getting our uh, boosters. Some of us got them. You said you got a month left before you get yours, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like I can kind of feel the the times. I, I can feel myself listening to this back like in 20 years from now and, you know. And explaining to like my kids, like, yeah, this this is what it was like, you know, back when I was, you know, twenty one, twenty two. This was the Christmas I had, you know. Wow, that's pretty cool though. I um, but definitely check that song out. My put on guys is Bruised, directed by Halle Berry. Um, let me see if I can pull up a little synopsis here for you. There it is. It's not a second chance; it's a last chance. Jackie Justice is a mixed martial arts fighter who leaves the sport in disgrace. Down on her luck and simmering with rage and regret years after the fight, she's coaxed into a brutal, beautiful underground fight by her manager and boyfriend, Desi, and grabs the attention of a fight promoter who promotes Jackie, who promotes, promises Jackie a life back in the octagon. So I just want you guys to know there is, like, great merit and punctuation here. I'm reading the synopsis, and, like, that was, like, three sentences, no punctuation. <laughs> um... But the road to redemption becomes unexpectedly personal when Manny, the son she gave up as an infant, shows up at her doorstep, a triumphant story of a fighter who reclaims her power in and out of the ring when everyone has counted her out. Um, really enjoyed it. The directing in it is pretty good. Um, my only problem is, so this is one of the few films that I can remember, and there's thousands of sports dramas out there, and I will not admit to have seen them all, but um, for all the ones that I've seen, it, the coaches have pretty much always been male, and um, they, I've just never seen, like, even, like, trainers and boxing movies, like, they've all just been male. And so this was one of the first movies where I watched a female take on the role of a trainer. Um, mm, yeah. One of the actresses in it, she, you know, was the trainer. But, like, Halle Berry, who's the fighter, they end up having sex. Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting choice. I'm like, that. bro, one of the few times I've seen a female trainer and, you know, she has relations with the person she's training. Yeah, that caught me off guard. I was like, whoa. I was, was like, that was a like, choice. And it really didn't even go anywhere in the movie. Like, it really it was barely towards, went anywhere. It was towards the end, wasn't it? It was, like, towards the yeah, end. Yeah. Like, when they started fleshing that relationship, I was like, oh. That's a step forward for, like, yeah, woman trainer, but then a step back because let's just make them have sex. And I'm not even saying, like, it was a bad choice, per se. It just was, like, no, it was a bad choice because, like, they they wrote the they wrote the tra- the the trainer as somebody that like values mental health and like you know has her own demons 
And so she would understand that Halle Berry was in no, her character was in no place to be in a relationship in that way. And to want that from her and, or like even require it or entertain it in any way was just off anyway. Right. So I was like, why was this? This was such a dumb choice. Like it, it really like did something for me, for my experience with the movie that like I really didn't want it to have. Because the movie wasn't bad per se, but it, like it wasn't, it definitely didn't help with that arc in the movie. But right. Bruce, if y'all got if y'all got a little hour and a half, um, definitely go check it out. It's on Netflix, starring Halle Berry. Robert, you would know. Is this her directorial debut? It was. It was. Okay, it was yeah. her directorial okay. Her, debut. her directorial debut. Um, so yeah, I actually heard about this because I was listening to a podcast and they were like, Halle Berry is like playing a diked out uh, UFC fighter. Like that, those were their words, and I was like, oh okay, like I could I could see this. I could I could check out Halle Berry, and she's an amazing actor. Her performance was amazing. Um, so yeah, Bruised, Holly Berry on Netflix. Check it out. Oh, wait, that's my turn. Sorry. Right. <laughs> it's been a minute, y'all boys. I said this at the beginning of the episode. Y'all know we are here for. It's time for a review of Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Slick Rob, you want to run through our little system real quick, real quick? Uh, Sure, most definitely. So, let me tell y'all how we be reviewing our movie rating system. First things first, we're going to get into visuals. How does the movie look? Does it catch the viewer's eye? This encompasses costumes, lightscaping, that CGI. And boy, oh boy, CGI. I heard a lot of people talk about CGI for this movie. But anyway, continuing. Story. What's it about? Does it tell a good, well-paced story? Comment on the writing, tone, and structure. Then lastly, Implications. What are we left with? Do you want to see more episodes, seasons, spinoffs, other movies? I do believe they said... I think after the movie came out, they are like, we're definitely getting another one. They're already working on it. No, so, the trilogy. Trilogy, yes. Yeah. Forget movie. They said trilogy. So, yeah, Tom, um, about that, starring a family, you can... Oh, um, let me stop. <laughs> but, yes, we're... Oh. That is how we're oh, man, I just started making myself laugh. I had a lot of things that went through my head there. But yeah, that's how we review movies here at Cafeteria Talk. So, yeah. Maybe you want to get into the synopsis, DJ Noah? Oh, so. Now, we're going to try to do like half spoiler, half not. But you know what? This movie was too freaking amazing. So we're just going to do it right now. This is your official spoiler warning. So if you have not seen this movie, turn it off. Tur- turn off the episode and go watch it. Unless you're one of the people who like spoilers, which in that case, you're just a little weird. But, well, to, in retrospects, if you're trying to, you know, stay safe from COVID, you don't like going outside, okay, that's fine, we get that. But everybody's been bootlegging this movie too, so you have no excuse not to have seen this movie. Exactly. That's my thing. I was like, even now, like, having, it's been about two weeks since I first saw it, or probably even longer than that, probably about two or three weeks since I've seen it. And, like, when I see spoilers on social media, I'm like, weird. Cause like it was so like heavily, I was so heavily like avoiding them, and now I'm like, I mean, at this point, barring you know COVID, of course, which kind of adds on that caveat. But like, if you haven't seen it yet, like everybody that wanted to see it has, I feel like has seen it, right. found a way to see it, exactly. Whether they, they bootlegged it or whatever. If you haven't seen it, then you probably didn't care as much, or right. you know, COVID, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um. But before we get into our review, let me read y'all a little synopsis and give some info. With Spider-Man's identity now revealed, our friendly neighborhood web-slinger is unmasked and no longer able to separate his normal life as Peter Parker from the high stakes of being a superhero. 
When Peter asks for help from Dr. Strange, the stakes become even more dangerous, forcing him to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Starring Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Zendaya as MJ, Jacob Balaton as Ned Leeds, Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange, Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, Jamie Foxx as Electro, and Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. And there's a couple characters I'm missing, but we'll definitely get to those later. Of course. Um, like he said, spoiler warning, let's get into it. Visuals, guys. What are we thinking? It was an entire spectacle. Mm. Like, from frame one to the last frame... I don't think anything pulled me... Okay, some small things did pull me out of the moment, mm-hmm. but it pulled me out in a good way. Like, it's, in a, it's, it's a way that they meant you to be pulled out. Okay. But, like, from the... It starts off, like, right at the end of uh, No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Not No Way Home, Far From Home. Far From Home, yeah. It starts right at the end of Far From Home with his identity having been revealed. And it you literally get to see, like, exactly, like everything that was going through uh, your head at the end of the movie is just brought right back up as if it, it's happening right then and there. You get the stakes of, um, hey, is that you? Is that you? Is that you? And of course, like, you can't deny it because, like, everyone can see because you've got those lenses. Everyone can see you're in shock, too. Mm. So everyone's trying to run away. I think one of my favorite parts about the opening was uh, a few of them. There's a few of them. But my favorite by far was when he swings to the top of the bridge and calls Ned. Mm. Because all you see is, dude, 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 dude. And you know what that was like? That was like when I called you when the trailer first dropped. Dude, dude, dude. I was like, I just, like, I saw the trailer. I called you. I was like, bro. He's like, bro, bro, bro. I know. I'm like, bro. Like when we saw Alfred Molina, that that's literally what it was like when yes. I called Cyrus right afterwards. <laughs> and then I tried to call uh, Rob and do the same thing. He was like, Bro, I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. Like, we didn't have to say nothing, bro. <laughs> bro, yeah. Nah, that's exactly how it was. And then my second favorite moment was seeing Flash's reaction, which I wish we could have got more of that. Mm. Like, Flash's initial reaction versus Flash's, like, p- post-reaction where he's trying to pretend he's friends with Spider-Man. Like, I wanted to see that man go through a whole existential crisis when he realized that the person he hates is the person he idolizes. Do you know, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when Rico found out that Miley Cyrus was Hannah Montana. Yes. It was just like that. He went through, like, that episode where he was, like, depressed and, like, disheveled. Yeah. Right, and I was hoping, we, like... And, of course, I know, like, you gotta focus on everything else this movie has to offer. Right. But I, I just wanted to see a little bit more of that. A little bit more, yeah. There was a couple moments, like, that I'll talk about later where I felt, where I felt like... While this movie had such scale to it, I feel like I would have liked to see just a little bit more of such and such. And I'm but, thinking it's one of those things where they filmed it, it's just in a deleted scene somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and oh, another thing that I did like about that scene, um, it had that reference to the first Spider-Man with the cable car going and then MJ on the bridge. And I think uh, all of my New Yorkers can correct me, but I think that's the exact same bridge from the first Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. With the cable car, and he had MJ on the bridge. Oh, okay. It, dang, it might be. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know how much changes they made in New York besides the towers, probably. Yeah, but... Since the last Raimi Spider-Man. Speaking but, of towers, notice we don't see Avengers Tower at all in the skyline. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm, I was looking for it hard, <laughs> and it's not there. But we see... We see him, and in Hawkeye too, but we see him, uh, you know, 
glide through what was Avengers Tower at the end of Far From Home. Mm. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. Um, visually for me, spectacle is the best word for it. Um, I really loved a lot of like the wide shots they did, like especially the one where he's swinging to go like uh, find Electro. Yeah. Uh, for the first time, that was amazing. I loved the. Bro, the suits. Oh man, that that Spider Man, like the the suit he wore when he was at the, the final fight. Inside out suit. Ooh. Oh, oh, the, the not the inside out suit. The integrated like, suit. The integrated suit. Oh my goodness, yeah, that, that thing was so nasty. Was oh my gosh. And then um, shots like that. I love the Doctor Strange stuff. The yeah. Doctor Strange stuff made me so excited, like to go to watch Multiverse of Madness and just to see him back. Um, I'd say one of the better uh, shot. Uh, MCU films uh, so far like honestly like they've been hitting like they have not I haven't seen anything bad since like the end game days yeah like they've been hitting for the most part and I think when it comes to the compositions of the shots even if you just compare it to the other um, homecoming films homecoming Spider-Man films Mm -hmm. they everything has matured Mm. since homecoming the score has matured the shots have matured and the characters have matured that's a good point. Like, um, listen to the Homecoming score. It feels fun. The second one, it feels like fun with, with some serious tone to it. And this third one is just straight up serious. Mm. Especially like at at the end was when I really noticed like, wow, this is a this is a grown man score. Yeah, and like just even the things that happened in the film, like there was so much gravity to everything. Mm-hmm. Like it had to grow up. Yeah, which I thought was cool. And that's kind of one of the things a lot of people, a lot of the Holland haters wanted. Oh, Spider-Man's too kiddish. He's not serious enough. And then this movie we're going to talk about a lot they gave is you rectifying that. All of that. Slick, man. Your thoughts on the visuals. As y'all said, spectacle, like literally most of what all y'all said, I, w- I have been thinking. Um, my favorite shot throughout the entire film is towards the end um, when they're on that re-in- reinvigorated Statue of Liberty and like the shot of him with MJ and Ned and then there's that lovely shot of him and e- MJ having that last kiss before he obviously flies off. Not flies off, swings, swings off. off. Man, it was the shot of Doctor Strange, you know, dealing with the portals. All the Doctor Strange stuff was very cool. But definitely that shot with him, MJ, and Ned. Because um, they're the heart of the trilogy. So honestly, seeing how they, how because, you know, I, I went back, you know, I'm in film school now. Um, finally, you know, we were we went over cinematography and how cinematography really helps tell the story. That shot of the three of them on that really does like set in stone how the story is mm-hmm. and how throughout the entire movie, like how the shots were like with all three of them. Anytime they were in a scene together, I don't know if you noticed it, but for me, it was like slowly but surely they each started branching off and being farther apart. Mm-hmm. Or it was like Peter was farther apart from them. Like, you can go back to the beginning when he's on top of the school with MJ. And then, you know, Ned shows up. You know, they're close. And then later, friends of Spider-Man and the diner, they're kind of farther apart. How they were placed, mm. like... It's not necessarily the shots. The shots were beautiful, like, do not get me wrong. But the placing of everybody... The placement looked, and blocking. Yeah, the blocking just looks so beautiful in this movie. And like you said, they've all matured, like... Score. I had to had to go back and listen to the score. I usually don't listen to Marvel movie scores like that until I watched Endgame. But um, man, like this score was very good. Like it felt very serious. And um, man, it was just like 
it really did feel like a culmination of the trilogy and a whole arc of movies all together, dealing with the fact that we obviously had the other Spider-Man show up in this movie. So yeah, shots were amazing, and the blocking for me, and placements, and everything was just so awesome, man. It was dope. It was just dope, honestly. Moving on, let's get into that story, man. So like you mentioned earlier, uh, DJ Noah, the movie picks up right off the tails of Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Um, J. Jonah Jameson has announced that Peter Parker is indeed Spider-Man. We pick up right there, right in the right from that scene. Can I can can I just say one thing off the bat? Yeah. And I'm probably gonna get crucified for this. But J.K. Simmons was a hint for me in this movie. I, I I will I will agree in the sense that I really I don't he didn't have the staying power that he did in right the, from the right like films. he I, like, I give you that if you compare Spider Man okay I think I he think, was maybe at his weakest in Spider Man three but he was also at his best in Spider Man three so like he was he didn't really have like all of his weak points were still golden in the original trilogy and this one it kind of you know what it feels like he was like at a at a um at a at a comic con or something like that, mm. and someone in the audience was like, "Hey, can you do an impression?" No, no. Imagine if he was at a comic con for Justice League, mm. and someone comes out to him, "Hey, can you do an impression of J. Jonah Jameson?" And that's kind of how we felt the entire movie. I, I think I think that comes from they they wanted. I think it's two things. I think it could be a that at the time that the Raimi films were made, media conglomerates like that, like things like the Daily Bugle held a lot of power and you know were held to such high esteem and so he sat in that position of power and then fast forward to 2021 the trust in the media is almost zero but the fact that he was in his basement though that exactly and that's the thing they they they, because he's not like a part of like the big three abc cbs and nbc he kind of he kind of is a nobody but like or it could be b where instead of going the whole media conglomerate that is a daily bugle which I think in the next trilogy he will have graduated to that. I mean, he he did by the end. Like, look at his studio at the beginning in his basement versus exactly. like the end of the movie where he's got a full fledged studio. That's what yeah, which exactly. I, I, that's what I like to and see. And so they painted him as the conspiracy nut, you mm-hmm. know, the crazy guy, kind of like uh, like a Joe Rogan type yeah. deal almost. Um, so he's like famous, but not really famous. Like nobody really takes his word for anything. But yeah. then, like like you mentioned, by the next trilogy, he probably will be the Daily Bugle, and Peter will be a photographer for them and stuff like that. He just needs to grow his hair back. Um, I, can he? <laughs> they might have to give him a wig. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they, they probably gave him some. I, I don't think that was his real hair in the Raimi trilogy, was it? You talking about the Raimi trilogy? Yeah, J.K. Simmons? Probably. Maybe. Well, I mean, even then, like, look at, look at the wig they gives Ned. So That was a travesty. Well, I mean, nah, it 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 worked in in most shots. Speaking of wigs, really quick, so I was rewatching some Hannah Montana episodes with a couple friends. And oh like, god, bro, that wig was horrible. That wig, what, what were we thinking? Like, what? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, like what? <laughs> and you know, what? I was just watching even a couple try? episodes. I was I watched a couple episodes uh, like a, like two weeks ago, and I'm looking like. Ain't no way this made it to Disney Channel. Ain't no damn way, bro. One of the best Disney shows they ever made. It, like that's what they was doing. I'm like, no. Lord way. have mercy. <laughs> but yeah, it picked up from that, and uh, Peter is life is turned into crap after yeah, it, the gone. the revelation that he is Spider Man, 
And right at the right at the top of trying to get into college, Ned and MJ are having issues because they're associated. Um, Marissa Tomei's character, Aunt May, is having issues. Happy's having issues. They put a, uh, an investigation into Stark Industries, which I would have liked to see pep- a scene with Pepper. I mean, well, not re- not a requirement, but I just thought it would have been cool. I think it was one of those things where, and I didn't notice it till my second rewatch, and they were kind of talking about how they were really interested in Happy because of Stark Tech went missing. Mm. And then you see that he's got all the Stark Tech in his back, in, right. in, in his uh, in his back room, like he's got the Fabricator. Mm-hmm. And then he's also got dummy. Like technically, all of that is Stark Tech. Right, but like, why, why hide that from Pepper? I feel like Pepper wouldn't have an issue with that. Well, not hide it from Pepper, but keeping it from himself, keeping it out of the company. Once the whole company gets audited for all of its tech, mm. you realize, hold up, this fabricator's missing. Uh, this arc reactor's. You know how powerful those arc reactors yeah, are? Yeah, no, an arc reactor. Yeah, I'm, you're gonna have to find that. Right, yeah. an arc reactor's missing. <laughs> a. Uh, what else did he? Uh, well, no one really cares about dummy, dummy, but yeah, but dummy's missing. D- Dummy's still tar- Stark Tech. Yeah, and plus, like Tony, Hart, Tony Stark's whole aspect was he didn't want none of his stuff in government hands, just due to the whole fact of like, not just even back back from like the Iron Man movies and all that, but um, you know, he just you know he didn't want his stuff in government hands, and then everything that happened with Civil War and all that. If he dies, probably in his will to happy, do not let the government get a hold of my stuff. That's hypothetically speaking. I think what I first thought of that, my first thought, I thought that would connect to the Armor Wars series that's coming out. I feel like that's where it's going to end up coming into anyway. Connected to the Armor Wars series, possibly that, or possibly the Ironheart series, um, just based from her comics. I think um, Armor Wars is going to fit into Ironheart. No, it will. I just, I thought maybe possibly Ironheart might get a connection from that because she does use stuff that... In her comic, government does take her stuff that was Stark Tech-based, but that's a long shot. That was just a fan theory of mine. But yeah. So let's uh, continue on with the story. Yep. Um, Where were we? So we were talking about, you know, the whole idea with him trying to get into college. It's been a problem. So then he turns to a fellow Avenger, Dr. Stephen Strange. And he asked him to basically erase the memories of everyone that knew he was Spider-Man prior to it being revealed to the world. And Doctor Strange, of course, explains, no, because I don't have the time stone. He wanted him to turn back time first. He said no, and then he said, I have a spell. And we also get a reveal that Wong is the now the Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I feel like, even though like it, he is, I was like, does anybody believe that? Like, it's Doctor no. Strange. Like, right, like, I, I think it's like, like, everyone's gonna answer to Strange, but Wong is just technically in control. Yeah, and Wong is one of those people. Like, and Wong is one of those people. He's like, I gotta. He, Wong is that person who you go to. There's like, I don't know, man. I just work here. Yeah, like Wong is like he's like those old heads that like work at like football stadiums that like have been there for like seventy years. Yeah, like no matter who's the coach, who's the quarterback, like it's gonna be him. And <laughs> so like Wong's just like, look, hey, my job is to make sure the footballs are inflated. That's it. Right. Don't ask me for nothing else. <laughs> and like, bro, and Wong literally like he operates like that. I feel like Wong just can't wait to transition back to his old job. Exactly. Like, let Strange handle all that stuff, because Wong is good at what he does, and when it ain't when it don't concern him, he goes away. Like that man in Infinity War was like, uh, yeah, this Sanctum's unguarded, so I'll see yeah, you. Fact. Um, well, so that is his job. He. He literally does nothing but his job, like, yep. as you said. What did y'all think about um, 
the whole the whole spell I, the whole spell thing and like Peter asking to get for help with that from Doctor Strange. What do you think about that? Well, one, straight out of straight out of the uh, One More Day comic. Really? Yeah. Because uh, before he goes to Mephisto, he actually goes to Doctor Strange, and Strange is like, "Bro, you tweaking." And it, then he ends up turning to Mephisto. Mm. So, like I say, it, it's it's taken straight out of the One More Day comic, um, where he wants everyone to forget that he's Spider Man. Which, it's crazy. A lot of the, like that have been retrospectively re- regarded as like some of the best comic stories, like the One More Day and the Civil War, were hated at the time. Really? Like, people hated when uh, Peter Parker took off his mask in Civil War, and then people hated. Um, what happened, like the aftermath of One More Day when Mephisto reset everything. And I remember, like now I'm now it's kind of coming back to me because in response to to that in Civil War is why they came up with One More Day so mm-hmm. it could be reset because people hated it so right. much. Got you. Okay, it's coming. People it's hated this. People hated that. You know, it's kind of like a kind of like the Star Wars fandom. Mm. Mm. Um, but so like it's taken right out of the comic, so it makes sense. Um, one thing I I don't know if you guys noticed. But, like, the Time Stone's gone, but he still has the Eye of Agamotto. And, of course, in the comics, it's two, they're two completely different really? okay. things. But Are they one in, like, the MCU? They're, yeah, they're in the, the MCU, to... either it was a holder for it. Like, I guess the Eye has some other power besides Infinity Stone. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's still, he's still wearing it. Maybe it's part of, like, the Was getup. he still wearing it? Yeah, he, he was oh, wearing I, it. I didn't even tell. Yeah, he was wearing it in the scene when he was doing the spell and when they were in the Mirror Dimension. Mm. Okay. He's got the eye. I can't wait. Like when I when I when when I when he went to Doctor Strange first, I was just like, man, I feel like you're selfish in this moment. Like I get like it was kind of packaged and oh I'm doing this for Ned and my girl, but like it was just very like my life has become this because of this. My me 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 me, and I'm like, but you do know like you want him to tamper with the entire planet. Like you, he's told you the risk, and you're still like, yeah, do it selfish and like people are like well spider-man has always been selfish but i don't know i think this spider-man has been like uber selfish well he, here's the thing though like just spider-man as a character and and even think of think of his times when he isn't selfish even in his own movies like versus making him like go back to homecoming when he has the choice to make himself extremely popular because he's friends with Spider-Man, he just has to show up at the party, do a backflip, and swing away. Mm-hmm. He sees an explosion, and he chooses the responsible choice and checks out the explosion. Mm. And then you go to um, Infinity War, when, you know, all he has to do is just go to MoCA, or whatever the, whatever the museum he was he was going to. To MoMA. Yeah, MoMA. He, just, he could just go right back on the bus, go on that field trip, you know, Stan Lee would have been his bus driver. It would have been cool. But no, he chose to go on and fight the spaceship, go into space. He got dusted. Endgame, nah, not, nothing really there. Far from home. You know, th- this is the one time when, like, he's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the superhero stuff just for, like, a month or two. And he gets pulled into it. So you see him trying not to make the responsible choice and the responsible choice choosing him. Mm. To which then he has to clean up his mess being responsible and then at that point that mess you know backfired on him got you so i wouldn't say it being like too selfish to be like bro can't can i just catch a break please mm. like he just wants a break i got you so continuing on the 
Peter tr- Peter trying to add on uh, people that he wants to know about Spider Man, being his aunt, his best friend, and his girlfriend. He makes the spell that Doctor Strange is trying to cast unstable, causing a ripple in reality. And so he tries to go and plead his case, which was, that was such a funny scene where Doctor Strange is like, you didn't even try to call the university to plead your case? Like, what? Because, and you know what? And like, I'm thinking, I'm like, bro, I ain't even think that either. Because like, yes, you can do it, but MIT, how successful do you think you're really going to be? Fact. It, it's like, yes, I mean, you do it, but like, how successful was it really going to be? be exactly. Show, hot. I mean, for real though, if Tony Stark was alive, it would have worked. Oh, most deaf. Because remember what Tony Stark told him at Homecoming. I got plugs at MIT. He went to MIT. Yeah. Like I said, he told him in Homecoming, I got plugs at MIT. So, Which is so crazy to me. Like, I don't understand. Like, I guess because he's a mur- like I think if he wasn't the murderer, I guess, of um, Mysterio, I mean, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if it's, it's, I think it was one of those things where... Amid the Mysterio controversy, it just they just didn't want that. Like think think of the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, like how he yeah. got his entire scholarship revoked, yeah, simply because he was involved in that event. Yeah, but so but it's crazy. So I was rewatching Far From Home, and I'm like, why is Mysterio like so highly regarded by the entire world? Like even Avengers, like as we watched in um, what was it? Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, like Falcon, who's been in like. Tons of movies and tons of Avenger level threats. Like, people were, like, treating him like he was nothing. Granted, black. But, like, <laughs> I was like, why is Mysterio so, like... Yeah, I think he's because he came out of nowhere. He came amid the chaos. Yeah. And if you just look at it from the outside perspective, like, not seeing Spider-Man, you see a giant monster. You see Mysterio fighting it. Then you see drones. Then out of nowhere, a video is released saying that I, I did it. Now I was attacked by drones. Mm. And this gets broadcast across the entire world. Mm. So that's that's going to make Spider-Man public enemy number one. And plus it was done on foreign soil, not U.S. soil too. Well, yeah, that's, that's also true. But also think of, think of it this way. Imagine if like out of nowhere, like we're celebrating and then Captain America kills Iron Man. Mm. That's kind of that's kind of what that is, or even when uh, John Walker kills a dude with the shield, and how he was internationally disgraced. That's the exact same thing is, it's fabricated, but it's happening to Peter. Like John Walker didn't go to jail or nothing like that. But he was, he was stripped of his title. Right, he was stripped of his title. He's not considered a hero title on the public side. Mm. It's all like what uh, like what what's his name said. It's all about the court of public opinion. Segway. Which segues, (laughs) which segues into one of the best scenes, probably one of the main scenes that everybody loses their absolute shit. Bro, no one lost their shit in my in my theater. Both times, trash theater. You were in trash theaters, bro. bro. Both theaters I went to went crazy. Bro, I was the only one going crazy. I know, bro. We didn't have a lot of screws. We just had whoa, whoa, and then claps, just like straight hard claps. We didn't have straight screams. I was in a Thursday night, ten thirty. Them boys was, them boys was ready. Just... And we see the staff. It Like, before I could even register to even, like, think about, speculate, it cut to him. Matthew Murdoch was Peter Parker's lawyer, better known as Charlie Cox, his daredevil, was in the MCU. He's back, baby. Everybody wanted it. We got it. 
And we also got a showcase of his power, a small one, but nonetheless, he's talking about Ability is not power. What? what? Ability, not Ability. power. It, it's a power. He does not power. In the words of Daredevil, Bro, it, gifts. He, this man literally has radar. His gifts, as they Blind like people say. have radar. No, his they skin. don't. I mean, yeah, they can, they can, they can kind of, they can hear a bit better, but it's not like they can echo lo- It's not like they can just echolocate without practicing it. Their gifts. Fair. Like, Fair. if you yes. talk to Mike and be like, "Hey, bro, catch," he ain't gonna sense well, that. Well, no, like I'm, I'm convinced he can see. It's a bad example. He can see. Uh, I think he, 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 he's probably legally. Brown. I don't think he can fully see. But there was a time I just walked past him, like, "Hey, man, how you doing today?" Bro, did you hear my footsteps? No, I mean, I just saw you walk in. You what? what? I heard you walk in. <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw you walk in. I'm like, you what? I heard you walk in. Oh, okay. Bro, I remember one time I was working and we had a blind lady come in and my coworker was like, oh, yeah, if you look over here. And everybody <laughs> in the room got quiet. We're like, uh. <laughs> But yeah, Matthew Murdoch is back at the MCU. Off the tails of another really big reveal um, in Hawkeye, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But that was really cool. But after uh, Peter tries to plead his case on the bridge with the MIT um, representative, I don't remember what her position was. I think, I think was. it was the dean or something like that. The dean yeah, I think it was. It was the dean of students. might have been dean of admissions or something crazy. Bro, imagine, like, like, I don't even, I just met the dean at my college, like... Is it common just to like for the dean to just meet all the students? Probably in bigger cities like New York. Because where is MIT? In Massachusetts. In Boston, Boston. up north. So she's not necessarily crazy far. Yeah. That probably is like an hour, hour and a half flight for her back to Massachusetts. Yeah. So she probably she probably goes to mixers and stuff like that. And this is this is assuming she's the like dean. Like you know, every college got hella deans for everything. Right. So given her position in MIT, it's probably a little bit more bolstered. So it probably is not uncommon. Like I, I didn't look at that and be like, "Cap, there's no way." Like if it had been like the president, I'd have been like, "All right, wait, yeah. Cap." But then, and then again, the president could be visiting New York. At MIT, I'm sure probably frequents trips to New York. Right. But um, with that being said, we have an explosion on the bridge, and it's none other than Doc Ock, Alfred Molina from Spider-Man Two. From Spider-Man Two in Which- the MCU. Which again, that was that, that was a really nice thing to see, but it was in the trailer, so like I wasn't really geeking out about it. We still geeked in the th- our theater still got loud. Like I was like, "Hey, it's happening, bro!" That that wasn't like, like I was just glad it wasn't a, a trailer red herring, you know? Mm. Like it's like it was in the trailer, but doesn't happen. Right. That would be kind of ins- like a whole character not showing up. I mean, Hulk wasn't in Infinity War; he was in all the trailers. That is true. But, like, we all knew Bruce Banner was going to be right. in it. Like, it wasn't like this character completely has nothing to do with the MCU, never been seen in the MCU before, is in the trailer and then not in the movie. That would be incredibly weird. Right. But um, we did get to see him. Their fight was really cool. Um, and then I love what Peter got, like, kind of went cra- went eight when he was like, I'm going to get you your little girlfriend, too. And then Spider-Man was like, what did you say? Hold up. I'm going to get now you it's right. Gonna be, now it's going to be real. And then... The nanotech part. So, like, has it been... Like, if somebody gets a hold of the nanotech, does it automatically, like... No. Well, I think it's all kind of synced up to the Stark network. So then one, once uh, once he pulled it off of Peter's suit, and it started, like, merging with his, uh, with his suit, and it connected, then it kind of became a new device in the Stark network. 
Because at that point, mm. the nanotech integrated into the wiring of the arms. Mm. Which was cool. Yeah, and plus, you remember, um, he Octavius does know of nanotechnology from... Um, from the Remy universe because Peter did a paper on Norman Osborn's nanotechnology. And mm. he some of the stuff he orchestrated into making the power of the sun in the palm of my hands. I don't know if that was the exact name of his device. He just loved to say that. It was a it was a fusion reactor. So essentially what that whole thing was Yeah, the fusion reactor was making essentially a nuclear explosion but then containing it and like extracting all the energy. Mm. Which in theory would literally have unlimited amount of electricity. Why can't for, we do it? Oh, have you ever tried to contain a literal nuclear explosion? Wanda can do it. Almost, a little bit. Probably not to a nuclear scale. I mean, yeah, she had trouble with the with the bomb vest, but okay. <laughs> I mean, but like she like for a few seconds, she did it. Yeah, but like now think about that, but then you just have that and now you put that in a reactor and you just kind of have that powering an entire city but like what if it it worked but what if it like malfunctions you got a nuclear explosion that's now like look at what happened in the look at what happened in the first demonstration in spider-man 2 and how like after it after he pulled the plug and everything it just yeah blew up and that was with this much a little bit he just showed you and then the second one which caused the chip to fry and whatnot. right and then the second one he did, he got like about twice as much as that and then did it off the edge of the city and then started, you know, started sucking in everything. Wow. Um, but yeah, so he fought Doc Ock on the bridge and right at the end of that fight, we hear a laugh and we see the pumpkin bomb, Green Goblin. But Doctor Strange pulls him out and captures Doc Ock and we get a really funny scene with Peter and Doctor Strange talking about how we got some visitors from other realities because of the mess up of the spell. Um, to which Peter says, I need help capturing them. We bring in Ned and Zendaya, uh, MJ to help him. And now he's going to go look for who he thinks. Oh, we actually get the reveal of the lizard from the right. amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's already been captured by Doctor Strange. Uh, he didn't speak. He was just kind of a monster at that point. I thought it was cool. What do you think of the CGI on the lizard? Yeah. It was better and worse than the original one. The color, he looked a lot, the coloring looked a lot better, but he didn't look the exact same. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I thought that just mainly dealt with going into a whole different world. Yeah. Because you got to think about it, Electro did a whole 180. Yeah, that's true. So that's what I thought about when it came to the lizard looking like that. And so like the color was all sand. Yeah, I mean, the colors and texturing were way better, though. Okay, yeah, I agree. Um, and so this is where we get uh, that shot I mentioned earlier, him swinging through like that military base. No, no that was Not just a regular, regular, uh, uh, that was a regular thing of electric pills. Yeah. Which is honestly, that's like, I've had so many dreams of swinging on those as Spider-Man because in Jacksonville, we don't have buildings, we just have power lines. Mm. So only, every time I see that, I'm like, I've always wanted to swing on power lines and it's actually a thing. So I know it's possible. Hey, yo, Spider, come bite me real quick. Not come bite me. Get bit by a black widow. Be messing around kicking folks for the rest of your life. But but um, we get the amazing bro. That reveal of him, like where Spider Man's facing the camera, and then like behind him, you see the lightning, like just kind of that was really going, good. and then like materializing into Jamie Fox. That was really cool to me. And then of course we got his uh, his theme from Spider Man Two for like one small second, which I was just glad to hear. Really, I didn't have to I have to listen to it again. Yeah, just 
it, well, it's not in the score. It's mm. just in the movie mm. because it's it's just a soundbite. Okay, it's just like the three dubstep hits from when he from when he just goes crazy. Is it the the dun dun dun? Bro, the, the score for Spider- the Amazing Spider-Man 2 is so Goated. good. Oh, my God. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But um, they fight. And then I love how Sandman was going to help Sp- Spider-Man. Because he figured is, out that it wasn't in Spider-Man. Right. Well, if you think about it, this is also post-Spider-Man 3 Sandman because we never saw him die. Right. And it's after he learns who Peter Parker is. So, And I think the trailer was misleading in that way because they said it was all the people that died fighting Spider-Man. Yeah. When it actually was just people that knew that knew. Peter Parker was Spider-Man. And then if you think about it, it was also Strange who said it in the trailer, but it was uh, Sandman who said it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's segue and uh, Peter captures those two villains and a tree. And a tree, which was funny. That was funny. <laughs> is this like a tree monster? No, or no, it's just a tree. No, it's just a tree, man. Jamie Foxx goaded in this movie. Yeah. Goated. I feel like all the Amazing Spider-Man 2 actors that were... All the ones from Amazing Spider-Man 2 redeemed themselves in this one. Absolutely. It, it just further... It highlighted that, like, it was not their fault that the movie got yeah. received the way they it was, needed to It was receive. really the story. Fact. Um, so, continuing on, we find out that, you know, all these characters do end up meeting their device while fighting Spider-Man. And so, by being sent back, they would all die. Peter Parker is not with that idea. Doctor Strange is full on for it. Um, and so Peter and Doctor Strange get into one of the best MCU fights, I think, to date. Yeah. Well, not really a fight. It's more like a chase scene. Yeah. One, one thing I, I'll say about this movie and pretty much every movie since Endgame, everything that's come out since Endgame, it feels so much more like it can be translated into a comic, if that makes sense. Not shot-wise, but definitely in terms of, like, what's happening. Oh, this character's showing up for, like, an issue. And that issue is, like, that 15-minute chase segment. Mm-hmm. And then it's back to Spider-Man. And then this mm. character shows up for a bit. And then it's back to Spider-Man. Mm. Like, it kind of just felt like a, a long arc of comics that is split in between issues that are all jumbled up together. Mm. Okay, that's a good point. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, characters showing up in Spider-Man and stuff like that and in other properties. I love that the MCU is at a point now to where all these movies are so planned out and so, like, intertwined mm-hmm. that we can see other characters and not be, like, an, a Civil War-type spectacle or something like that. Like, it just happens. It's just a, another day on Bleecker Street. Exactly, exactly. Like, I like for example, um... The, the timing would be off on this. But, like, for example, back when uh, Ant-Man was going on, you know, Ant-Man was shot in San Francisco, I believe is where that is. So now, fast forward to whatever, I think it's like 2025 at this point in the MCU, um, Shang-Chi could be doing his thing because they're same area. So, like, there's even some places in the Shang-Chi film that, like, I distinctly remember. In Ant-Man and the Wasp, yeah. Uh, and the Wasp. Like, the, the swerve uh road like mm-hmm. that was in shang chi too and i was like bro that's so fine well that's that's also a classic san fran location too true also i remember seeing it in uh, full house it's in full house that location's in that well they mocked the location in gta 5 mm. Mm. You know, cool. people have ran over there about that. <laughs> bro cap um so where are we at we're at the part where he's so we've got all but one so we've got to uh Oh, Aunt May. Aunt, Aunt May, May yeah. calls Peter and tells him that a uh, stranger has, you know, fumbled his way into her, um, not clinic, what is it called? Her shelter? Shelter, yeah. 
And it's none of them Willem Dafoe's. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Osborne. After having a really cool scene with the mask, mm-hmm. uh, just like in the Raimi films, where he's talking to the mask, and the mask is like, you're this, you're that. You are a disgrace. And he breaks the mask. Uh, kind of a, a an allusion to the Spider-Man throwing away his mask in uh, right. the, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Yep. And it's also, I think it's a nod to the fact that everyone hated that that mask. I but, loved it. Me I too. It was like, so the cool. kids did, but like all the adults really hated it. Why? I mean, if you look at the other concept arts that they had, all the other masks that they could have done, mm. and the one that you got, you're like, oh, bro, really? I really hate when, like, especially superhero movies when they when they like uh release their like concept arts cuz it's almost always better than what you actually put out. Yeah. And then so we're all looking like why didn't you just do sometimes do that? sometimes especially, um, it's harder to um to do it make it practical concept post it's hard to make the concept art cuz usually half the time when you're shooting it you're just in mocap like Mysterio was in the movie. Mm-hmm. So when you try to translate that to post coloring could be off and all that like literally one spec could make the whole thing look yeah, so you yeah. go with a much simpler one. You're just like, oh. if you look at uh, the Green Goblin's concept art from 2002, they were gonna go an animatronic mask where it moved, yeah, like oh. he, essentially like what they did with the Nemoidians in Star Wars, but yeah. like on a much grander scale. But I just think it would have been too hard to do, so they just had to opt for the mask. Got Willem you. Dafoe's teeth underneath. The Green Goblin's teeth is actually pretty terrifying. So they that was that was good. Fact. So um, Spider Man goes and visits Aunt May, and he gets his uh, clean suit, and he also uh, you know decides to help the villains you know before they get sent back so they don't get killed. So they go to the, they go to Happy's apartment, which is really funny, and they try to use the fabricator to build cures. They built something to take all the energy out of um, Jamie Foxx's Electro. They tried to um, fix the nano link between the arms and Doc Ock. Tried to fix the collider incident with Sandman and uh, get a cure for um, Willem Dafoe. Now, Willem Dafoe's character, Green Goblin, isn't he just crazy? Well, it's also he had the, he had the bad Captain America serum. Oh, right. He was, like, injecting himself with, like, serum to make himself the next Captain America. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I was confused. I was like... So, essentially, like, every Marvel movie that has come out has been, like, the whole premise of everything since, like, two th- since the 2000s have been to replicate the Captain America serum. Mm. That's where Hulk ended up coming out. Got you. Got you. Okay. Okay. Got you. All right. So we're in the apartment, and then Spotty Sense. This is where the movie, movie I think right here takes a turn. It takes yeah. the biggest turn. This is when this is when the movie starts to grow up. Yeah, this is when, this is when it got crazy. Uh, the Green Goblin has been faking being all right and like on his side to try to turn the other villains on Peter Parker, which he succeeds. And a fight for fights ensues. Oh man, it was that scene. Like, just talk about that for a little bit, slick. Like, just that the gravity of him having that 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 tingle. Well, I think the best part of this movie was the Rammy aspect of when they did the Rammy shots. How they this wasn't confirmed until like a couple weeks before the movie came out. But when they said like, uh, like we were going to get Rammy angles and all that, so I knew his spider sense was going to be, in the words of Tom Holland from Um So War, you know. Is bumped up to like eleven. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it really did feel like. What the sense is, and you can really like, see 
25. Especially, Especially how they, you, you know, you know the angle they did where they would zoom it off the face of his faces, and the first and the first face you see is actually Norman's face that yeah. comes into focus besides his. Yeah, did how he paired it out. I thought that was so cool. Oh, speaking of spider sense, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in his fight with Doctor Strange, when he gets pushed into his astral form, mm-hmm. you can actually see the classic Spidey sense things yeah. around his head. Yeah, what around Peter's head. Oh, yeah, I gotta see that. Yeah, again. it was like was like just look at the swirls. just like a little distortion going around. I was like, yo, yeah, wow, wow, the hand. I know, yeah, especially like, when the hand was moving, you could just see like his spider sense tingling around his head. Oh, and I'm like, I've always wanted to like find a way to make that live action, and they did it. Yo, yeah. I also like that scene where he where he gets pushed into his astral projected form was so insane to me. Like, I just love like how like that callback from the first uh, Doctor Strange where Tilda Swinton's uh, the Ancient One does it to Benedict, mm-hmm. and then he does it to Spider Man. Oh, that was yeah. That was, was sick. I love that part. It's just anytime, I, anytime someone gets their astral form pushed out of them, it's it's a. Spirit. It's just when he was like, "Am I dead?" It was so funny. But they circling back to the fight. I just love. Shout out to William Defoe for doing his own stunts. But I just loved how like Peter just loved when he first called out Aunt May when he walked that shot where they're all lined up right there and he's like May, May. I was like, oh my gosh, don't tell me he's feeling just. Oh, it was just, it was so creative, and how like you knew Green Goblin was in control when they walk in there because the first thing he did was go to um dummy dummy just oh I could go for a burrito. It was so cool seeing how that all correlated. It was very awesome seeing. And then he got webbed to dummy by the at the window. Yeah, it was just a lot that happened. Um, I'm curious. Only thing that weirded me out there was like, why did he wait till Doc Ock was disconnected? I was like, I think I, never, I actually think that he. I think the goblin just went away and the goblin just kind of went away mm. and Norman was actually in control for a bit. I, feel like, I don't yeah. think he switched back until he said no more darker half because that's when Norman's goblin voice came back. Well, mm. when he mentions, because right before he was about to fix him, don't worry, Norman, we got you. He's like, you're the one that turned into a freaking green age monster. You could tell his his face was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, was like, he was like, oh, so that's how you feel. Like, and I'll, can we just point out the dynamic? We never saw them two share the screen together, but the dynamic Who? they had, Norman and um, and Doc they they shared the screen a couple times. Yeah, there, there was I think there's maybe one or two shots where yeah. they did. And in, in the in no, I'm talking about in the Rami verse, they shared the screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, their their movies take place like yeah, two years from each yeah, other. Yeah, so it, it's like the dynamic they had was just so. It felt like they've known each other for so long. I just love yeah, that. and. That and one so thing, I, one thing I was like really, I didn't think they really. I thought they would have at least mentioned it, but they didn't. Was a uh, comic or comic and, and most lore, Osborne and Doc Ock have some serious beef. Oh, and like they just seemed like they were still best pals, and I'm like, hey, I'm here for it. Yeah, it was so cool. But yeah, that scene was so cool. The fight, I still can't get enough of how at the end. Just Peter's whole mental was completely shattered and broken. Yeah, they paid back so many homages to the to the back to the bro. When Aunt May was like, feels. "With great power comes great responsibility," I was like, "Are they Uncle Benning, Aunt May? What?" what? And you know what? And then, look, look, but even before that, let's just talk about how brutal that fight was. Oh, man, when he like straight up like hit him with the spine buster through the floors, I was like, "Yeah, nah, Willem Dafoe like that." Bro, no, and the fact that Willem Dafoe was getting punched in the face and laughing harder each time. Bro. Like, he didn't take uh, the Joker to the next level, but he took he took some Joker-ish to the next level. Man, it just made me think, bro, why can't we get him as Joker? 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, everybody wants. It would be good, but at the same time, I I just feel like it it would it would he would sound way too much like uh, like it wouldn't sound like him, but I just feel like he would play too much like Hamill, not Hamill. Leto? No, not Leto. Nicholson? No. Ledger? Yeah, Ledger. Okay. Why I couldn't remember his name. I feel bad now. But either way, I was able to rattle like all those off. I was about to hit you with Romero. (laughs) But let's go back to uh, Aunt May. Like uh, when uh, when she was when she was uh, standing up, like you're not going anywhere, and I'm like, first off, Aunt May, she ain't trying to go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that glider. I'm like, I'm May dead. Uh, <laughs> I was like, honest. When she got hit, the, my first watch, I was like, bro, she's she's straight. Right, you know, the blades knock, weren't out. Should be good. Right, knock yeah, on her tail. You know, look at her. I didn't see the blades, so I'm like, she's alright. Yeah, she just got hit. She just brush, brush her off. Brush her off. Second watch, so I was like, nah, that thing kind of clapped her. It kind of, it, it, it kind of hit her. It, it, it hit her. It hurt. It, she, I knew she was. I knew she was dead when she um straight up was like, yeah, I just can't really feel my head. I'm like, oh, she's done for. She, yeah, she she got up. She did. She gave that speech. I'm like, I'm okay. No, I'm not. She just she was she was okay just long enough to give that stuff give uh, Peter an inspiring speech about give the great power comes great responsibility speech, and then clap. clap. They, I, think I think they, they took, took it. Somebody said they took it straight out the comics. I read. Oh yeah, it, it was a. Uh, so the actual line is: "With great power, there must also be great responsibility." Mm. But the movies have been simplifying it. Yeah, so everything's been simplifying. I think it. But this one, she said the actual words. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and then Aunt May's death, it was it was sad, and Peter, uh, you know, goes to go to his happy place. But let's, we, oh, go ahead. let's also appreciate the fact that there is no score in that scene mm. until Aunt May is dead. Mm. Like, that whole thing is silent. Like, that, another thing that I said about how the score matures, the thing that really makes it mature is when it's used. Mm. There's a lot of moments where it's just no score that previous movies are... Hell, I would have even just put something there to make you feel something. Like, no, you're going to feel these words and these words only. Yeah. And then, because nine times out of ten, when you feel something in a movie, it's because the music is there to make you feel it. Mm. But they just really made you feel the gravity of the words that was being said and didn't use music to undercut it. And I just thought that was a perfect choice. And now that you mention that, as when I rewatched all the Spider-Man movies, um... When I rewatched the the MCU Spider Man films, they they were using the score every five seconds. Mm-hmm. They had the Spider Man score in the background. But like you said, in this movie, they were like, "Look, we gonna make you feel it." Um, so moving on, you move to a scene featuring MJ and Ned as they're at his grandmother's house, and they they need to find Peter. They haven't heard from him since uh, Electro, and they're like, "Hey, you know what's going on? We gotta find Peter Parker." And during the fight, Peter got a hold of the little box and the uh, Doctor Strange's sling ring, leaving him in the Grand Canyon. And now Ned has the sling ring, and Ned accidentally is able to use the magic in the sling ring and in himself. And he opens the portal. You know, I want to see Peter Parker, and we see a Spider Man. And we're like, oh, that's not, that's not, that's not our Spider Man. Man, I don't care. I saw them eyes. I was like. And it was so crazy the way they kind of play with you because they kind of close the portal for a little bit. Yeah. Like they're gonna like, oh, there he is. That's not him. Next one. And then he jumps through and everybody's like, oh, okay. Like everybody, everybody's chilling. He pulls that mask off and the 
the crowd, the crowd goes, goes crazy. wild, well, man. In your theater, not mine. In my theater, we went eight. We were That's like, tough. it's Andrew! Because at this point, like, I was prepared to be like, all right, yeah, they're probably not in it. Like, I'm not going to prepare myself for them not to be in it. Or if it's a really small cameo. Or it's a cameo at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not going to be anything. And then he comes through and, like, it's like, all right, they're in the movie. And then he's there and... uh like, Zendaya's uh-huh. giving him the third degree, like prove it, and he jumps up onto the ceiling. That was funny. You get the cobwebs while you up there. That cobweb, that cobweb scene was hilarious. Like, yeah, I, which he actually had to crawl. He's like, as he crawled across, grabbed the cobweb. I'm like, I'm, and, and it's one of those things. Like, it took me out the movie because I'm like, okay, how did they do that? Did they film him upside down and like have like half the shot comped out? Like I, I was thinking that, but I'm like, you know, what? I really don't care because this is this is awesome. So exactly, but yeah, they still have not found Tom Holland, so they gotta they gotta try again and they try again, and I I'm I chills, bro. Like I still can't believe it. Toby Maguire and like the fact they didn't even tease us with it, bro. They just had Toby walk through the portal. I was like, bro, no, please, no. <laughs> this is one like this is one in my most boring theater. This is when I at least got some other people clapping. Bro, I went. I pulled the U. I went absolutely insane. Like I was like Toby, because you know, you know, you know, you know, yeah, you know, Toby, I, you know I Toby, feel about Toby, Toby, man. That's my boy right there. So when Toby came out that portal, I was like, yeah, nah, yeah. movie one. Like he, bro, he didn't even have to be in the suit, bro. He just thought Toby. Bro, he didn't have to be in the suit. He just Toby. It was like, yep, boom, it's, there it's, it is. No, it could have. No, it literally could have just been Toby Maguire playing Toby Maguire, and we would have. We wouldn't have cared. Fact. Bro, and I just absolutely love how, like, when he came out, he was just like, you're not my MJ. Like, I know you, but I don't know you. And then they have a quick little, like... The little flip-off. little flip-off. And then that man told me shows that seniority hit him with that right on the... Uh, hit him right on, on the web screen. shooter. I was like, ooh, that boy cold. That boy told me cold. And then they figure out, you know, that they haven't heard from Tom, and they're going to go, you know, find Tom. So... So let's just for the sake of clarity, they they all have official names now. So Toby's Spider Man is uh, officially called the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man, mm. and Andrew Garfield is officially called the Amazing Spider Man in this one. Okay. And then uh, Tom Holland is just Spider Man. Okay. So we can we can go by those if you want to. Got you. So you're amazing. The Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man. And the Amazing Spider-Man team up with Ned and MJ to go find Tom Holland Spider-Man in his happy place. And I really loved how they kind of talked about what theirs were and how uh, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man was the Chrysler building. Which was, which you, which is actually where you would see him in the uh, Spider-Man 3 promo art. Really? I think it's either the Chrysler building or it's the same bell tower that he... That he lost a symbiote on. Got you. It's and then the, the Amazing Spider-Man, his happy place being the Empire State Building. It's nicer views. Nicer views, nice. apparently. I mean, it is a nice view. I've never been. Um, I, don't I, be I haven't been, but I mean, like, if you climb to the top... Oh, you don't have a PS4. If yeah. you climb to the top in the Spider-Man game, it does have a nicer view. They have the Wayne Tower in the Batman games. Yeah, but that's all the way on the edge of the city. Yeah, that is. I mean, it is, but you know, you got the Batmobile to get you. I mean, not, I'm actually replaying that game right now. Super fun. But um, continuing on, we get to the top of Peter's happy place. Did we ever say like what that was? I don't remember. It was the uh, the top of the school. school. Top of really? Yeah, that was the school roof. Where they were at the beginning of the movie. I thought it was it was the place. It was where he was and far from home that had the big Iron Man mural on the side. That's well, where I thought well, it was. It might have been the same place too. It was in New York. 
Yeah. We gotta rewatch that. Yeah, cause I, I thought it was the same place. They just didn't show the mural, of course. Yeah. But um, they get up there, and that scene where Ned and Zendaya just hug him, and he just breaks down. Yeah. I really love scenes like that. Like, I love it. Give, give, it's not an Oscar worthy type thing, but still, just give nah. the man his Oscar. Like, well, I mean, maybe like, well, maybe no, an no. award. If it was a TV show, I would best cry. Yeah, MTV award. Yeah, but I said like, if it was if it was if it was a TV show, I'd be like, give the man his Emmy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. It was a, it was a good scene. And then yeah. he gets to meet the two Spider Men. I like how he's just dismissive of. It. He's like, man, I don't care. Y'all just need to go. He's like, who are y'all? Like, hey, hey, go back home. I'm sending all y'all home. Kill them. I don't care anymore. Like, bump this. My world just ended. Bump y'all. And then they all have that really just like uh, emotional talk about how they lost their family members. Except uh, the Amazing Spider Man. I guess bump Uncle Ben, huh? That man was like, I lost my Gwen. I'm like, what, what about Uncle Ben? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but at the same, what was fresher in his memory? This is true. Yeah. And and honestly, when 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 Amazing Spider Man mentioned Gwen, I'm like, okay, what the heck is uh what the heck is Peter gonna, what the what the heck is uh Amazing Spider Man gonna gonna say? Cause only thing he lost was he's gonna say Harry. Nah, you, you threw a bomb in his face, bro. Yeah, this is true. So yeah, I mean, he said Uncle Ben. I'm like, okay, I guess I get it, but that doesn't really work because you know it was an accident. Yeah. But they they did, they did a good twist on it. Like I wanted the man I thought did it killed. So got that. they give Ooh. they give Peter Parker that little you know nice twinge of of hope, and they go and decide to help finish curing the rest of the villains. I like how they're just in the school lab. Yeah, and yeah. then you know uh, the Amazing Spider Man throws on that coat, and they they get to work working on helping them out. And I love the Ned. Like I'm not gonna turn into a super villain one day. Everybody, even though everybody knows, like everyone, he probably like, gonna be everyone knows Ned Leeds is, is the Hobgoblin. So that's gonna be fun. And this is worse. This is a hobgoblin who can do magic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that is true. This hobgoblin kind of kind of sweet now. Well, in retrospects, he, um, I believe he would have to possibly go back and go back to something. But he he stu- he studied somewhere like in his family, like his family lineage. He just needs to get a hold back on the slingering. Plus. Yeah. In retrospect, due to the spell, Doctor Strange doesn't know Peter, but he might. He might know somebody. Look, they might have kept tabs on him. Walk might have wrote that down. Mm, mm. Yeah. Strange reports back to one. Yo, so we got. Like, I'll, I'll get to what I'm thinking about that in the implications. We got a kid. Yeah, but yeah, most definitely that would be very dope. But um, just seeing him float on the thing too, like that yeah. was cool. When he I was, was when like he had the the cloak. That was that I was, was like, bro, I was like, just just give me it now. I want it now. I don't care. Just right. exact. That was clean. Um, so they they synthesize all the cures and things that they need, and so he gets on. I really like the that scene where he's talking to J. Jonah Jameson on the phone, just like that, that whole like that way. That was really cool. And he's like, meet me at the Statue of Liberty, which now has a brand new Captain America shield, which I was like, that's a little much, but okay. (laughs) I'm I'm rocking with it, you know. I thought it was the, I was so glad, like, after, like, it all was all said and done, they didn't put it back up. Like, I was like, yeah, no, that was stupid. I don't know why y'all thought, I don't even think Cap himself would have, like, You know, they mentioned, they actually, they actually gave it a mention. Uh, Like, when he first, when he first sees the fabricator in Happy's apartment. There's like the TV's going off talking about how the newly refurbished Statue of Liberty is it like necessary or not? Interesting. See, yeah. go ahead, Kevin Feige. Look at you. Um, but the fight scene, we've all been waiting for it. 
Indonesian trailer with the two Spider-Man cut out. No, I, you, I think everyone who knew pointed at the screen like Leonardo DiCaprio at that point. Bro, like literally the guy next to me was like, yep, there it is. <laughs> but that scene, man, just let's talk about before they even start fighting. Like when, oh, they're, when just they're just having the having their moments, banter just talking. About, I think that's not my favorite thing. All the Spider-Man moments that they just had. Right. Like yeah. just soup Spider-Man just kind of duking it out. Are you not duking it like, out, but just talking it out dress up as a cool youth pastor and then he like pulls the shirt he's like I'll stay strapped with it you know what I appreciate this movie didn't do though it didn't give us a Rami suit reveal Mm. he just he just had it on put the mask on and then just ran with it I was expecting one but they didn't do it and I'm like we don't need one we we, we already know what the business is we already know what it look like we we are well aware and so they 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 get in there they're talking I really liked how uh, they started fighting and they they're all sucked at being a team. <laughs> right. No, I think the favorite thing is also how they, they're just amazed at how uh, um, that how friendly neighborhood Spider-Man makes his own webbing. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, the way everybody reacted was like, whoa. That stuff coming out of you? Yeah, because I always wonder why they did away with that. Like, why that's so weird. Well, because classically, he's always had web shooters. They only yeah. did that for the Remy movie. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I thought it was the other way around. That they no, just they did it for the, the toy version because they said it would have been too hard to incorporate web shooters in the movie. He did have a web shooter in one one shot they did that never made the final cut. Yeah. But and then after wow. after that, then they introduced uh I think they reintroduced the spider the sp- spider uh spider mutation or something like that. Yeah. To where he ended up turning into a spider, killing the spider and then being rebirthed out of the spider. Then he could do then he could actually do organic webbing, which he had during Civil War. So he had organic webbing during Civil War because I remember he fought Iron Man this one time and just like let all out loose to uh, subdue Iron Man. It's one of my favorite comics, actually. Interesting. Okay. So they start fighting and then Tom Holland and they all have a little Spider-Man huddles like, hey, we got to work as a team. We got to do better. I was in the Avengers. And Toby's like, that's great. That's awesome. What is that? (laughs) And then he explains it and they're like, how does this help? I think... No, what I I seriously just love, I just like Andrew just I couldn't stop laughing at how he just was, he the New York, he's always always will say this he was the best New York version, yeah person out of all the Spider Man. It's just when he was like, are you in a band? He's like, okay, that's so cool, dude. Are you just how is this helping? How they and then the. That, y'all saw that little classic moment where they were like they were pointing at each other, pointing at each other. Like I thought you had it. No, I thought you had. But you're Peter Sue. But I'm not Peter. Listen to Peter One. <laughs> and he just, he looked at himself like, wait a minute. Peter One, Peter Two, Peter Three. <laughs> I love and that And then scene. it's just, I, oh my gosh, I love you guys. Bro. You, you think about it, it, it makes sense because Andrew never had any type of brothers. So right, he weird. never had any type of, he never had a best friend or anything like that. Like, he had Harry, but like, Harry, as soon as he's introduced, he turns into the freaking goblin. Bro, he was my I really Andrew Garfield was my favorite part of this, this whole movie. He Me too. Was so like good. I feel like he just I don't want to say like he carried it, but like in terms of like the Spider Man, I feel like he was definitely the one who had most of the heart. But that a lot of people say their favorite Spider Man is Andrew Garfield. Their favorite to- their favorite Peter is Toby, and then you know you have the Tom outliers. You know, of course. And and here's one I'll get to in the implications. Let's but keep going. um, so they fight, and that the money shot. They run off the, the platform. They jump. Oh, they no. swing they off swing each, each other's. other's 
Oh, oh my god. Yeah. They swing on each other's bodies and then swing each other through and then all land. They all oh land in their, in their yeah. iconic poses. Yeah. Was... Oh my god. I I I, I Standing ovation in my theater, bro. I, <laughs> yeah, I shed a tear like every time I even think about it, bro. Like, it's it one of the so sickest great. parts of that of the MC, sickest things in the MCU. Straight up, it's yeah. so nasty. And they fight and they have the money shot where they jump, jump in, and we finally get to see the full shot. You see Lizard get kicked in the face by none other than the Amazing Spider-Man. It was amazing. The Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. And then also love how in the fight they they kind of shore up character stuff in their own movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know another conversation with Clint. You know, um, the Amazing Spider-Man showing up things with Electro. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was amazing. I love the way they kind of like. All right, we didn't really finish on our terms, so here's a, kind of a little finish here. Yeah, I love and shout out to Brad Electro. Like y'all said, he. I just love when Jamie Foxx said they let me. He's like they let me do my own thing. And I straight up said this. I was like, bro, they really let him be a nigga, bro. Like, everything he said was straight black. Oh, Especially the forest. Oh. I, you I act like I ain't, I ain't butt-ass yeah, nigga. nigga. <laughs> I ain't butt-ass nigga. And then Tim was like, I am. And then he goes there and say, nah, I thought you was from Queens. I thought you was black. I said. Yeah, that was another thing. That but, was hilarious. Yeah, so we got that. Uh, Zendaya falling. And, I mean, everybody saw it in the trailer. They were like, all right, yeah, Andrew's probably going to catch her. But then when it actually happens, I'm like... Bro, like this is it, it was an emotional scene, and like I don't even think because I, I I read somewhere that everyone actually got emotional on set when they filmed the catch, which I mean makes sense because like when we last saw this Peter, he was still like reeling from his failure, and we got to see his redemption. Right, because like this is the only Peter whose arc we never got to see finished. Yep, I think we're definitely gonna see it finished here soon. We'll talk about that in the location stuff. But um, continuing on, the fight between Green Goblin and Tom Holland, Peter Parker, in a fit of rage after killing Aunt May. That what a was... fight! When he hit the the webs and hit the knee, I was like, yeah, now nah, he liked that. He finna take you out. Well, if, and again, think about Spidey. Spidey has always been known to pull his punches. Mm. This Spider Man wasn't pulling punches. No, no. Like every time he hit him. He hit him. He was trying to take that man out. And then he tried to kill him with his own uh, glider, glider, just like the Rami universe. He tried to stab him. And then here comes Toby. He stops it. And then when he got stabbed, the whole theater was like, they better not. You better not. Bro, better I, not. I, I, Bro, like, better when not. he got stabbed, I was like, hell no. I was like, you better not. I will walk, I will walk, I will never watch an MCU film again. <laughs> you better not. I don't, I don't, I think I was the only one in my theater that was just like, oh. Because, bro, I knew, I'm like, bro, he ain't dead, bro. This man was like, oh. Like, I was convinced they were about to put him in the casket right then and there. Me too. I was like, ah. I was like, if they kill this man, I know, I, I just know I'm never watching him. But I mean, again. to be fair, like, I, I think don't care. No. I wouldn't have been upset. Like, I would have been upset. But I would have been like, his arc is finished. It's okay. He can rest now. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I don't like, like it. Nah. I, I, I just not expect. I was like, he yeah, I am like, he ain't dead. But he stops him. He gets stabbed. And what happens after that? Amazing Spider-Man throws a cure at Tom Spider-Man. And yep. Tom Spider-Man cures Norman. He cures him. And there it is. And then, so back, at this point, Doctor Strange is there. And, you know, reality is kind of like shit in the bed. The spell broke out. Because <laughs> spell broke Green out. Goblin... Uh, Broke the spell holder. I love that scene, by the way. I really do. But um, yeah, you, you start to see little glimpses of people coming out. You saw Rhino, Rhino Craven. That was really Scorpion. cool. Scorpion. Scorpion. I, I'm really excited to see what they do with all those characters. I feel like that we're going to see them in My some capacity someday. My brother said he saw Black Cat. I thought I saw, but I got to watch it again. Implications. It's implications. All right. But the movie ends with Peter uh, having Doctor Strange set it up to where everybody that knew he was Spider-Man 
forgets he was Spider-Man, including no, everyone that, who knew he was Peter Parker. Forgot he, was he was Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Yep, crazy. And so the final, honestly, I would like I mentioned this earlier. I wish we had gotten more reaction from Ned. This is your best friend. It kind of seemed kind of like it was all about you know MJ and MJ, Peter, yeah. which obviously of course love, but like that's your boy. Like you, yeah. if I had to forget. You two, I'd be a mess. Well, I mean, but, that last handshake was emotional, though. That handshake is dumb. I'm sorry. It is the worst handshake I've ever seen in life. Well, it's supposed to represent, like, each different Avenger. What? Yeah, different parts of it resemble different Avengers. I'd have to look at it again, but yeah. Wow. Okay. But um, the end's there, and then fast forward. I don't remember what the time was. Um, Peter's got his own apartment, and he goes it's back to... It's the time. It's, um, I believe, November. He goes back to see MJ and Ned at their little hangout spot, and he's about to kind of run it through, run it all to them, but then he just decides not to. Well, because he sees the Band-Aid on... Uh, they sees a Band-Aid on um, MJ's head, and he realizes he doesn't want to, like, put her in danger. Mm, so again, another him that. making the responsible choice. He doesn't want her to be hurt anymore. Right. But, like, he loves her, though. I mean, he he loved her through all the Raimi films. Yeah, and he wants to protect her. He's protecting her by right. telling her. This is true. This is true. And and they kind of allude to that. Like, he's like, oh my gosh, you're bleeding. Like, it's nothing. Like, it's a small cut on her forehead. Yeah. But it's not until he sees the Band-Aid again that he realizes, ah, yeah, you know what? We're and then we cut from that scene to my favorite scene of the entire film. He gets his own apartment, which really, really, really resembles the one from the, in the Raimi. From the, oh, I haven't seen the game. Oh, it... it I want to tell you, it looks just like the game. Really? Yeah, my okay. brother doesn't stop talking about it. Really? He okay. Yeah. And then the suit he wears looks just like his first suit in the game. He gets yeah. the he gets an OG suit, one that he made. He's on the police scanners. We get OG Spider-Man. Everything that all the hollow haters hate, including me, was rectified in this movie, which is what I love. Moving th- us into implications. Implications. All right. I want to talk more about that last scene, though, because a lot of things in there really like hit like it did hurt to see just because we know peter's brilliant we know he's got all this potential all this brains all this smarts the thing that hurt the most was he had that ged test book yeah yeah because you're like man this man really threw away his whole future to save the universe yeah Mm. and i'm like if great power is showing great responsibility if there's an example that's one there. This man went from getting into MIT to having to take a GED test to save the universe. Throwing yeah. it all away. I don't think any anybody in the MCU has ever had the type of stakes that except Iron has. Man, maybe when he when, when he, he died. died. Yeah. But besides that, <laughs> yeah. like boy gave his life. <laughs> but see, just unlike Jesus, he didn't get up on the third day. No, he didn't. Mm. Come on, someone. Peter Parker, he may have b- become a new Spider-Man on the third day, but he ain't die. He ain't die. And if he does die, he ain't coming back. No. Uh, but no, I my only implications I really had, I was like, the next trilogy will, you know, focus on Spider-Man. That'll be really cool. Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be like a balance of, like if the Raimi movies had come out in the midst of the MCU. Right, it would have been a like he were, he's gonna have his rent issues. He's gonna have his rent. I would have loved to have like if the landlord was the guy from the Raimi films. Yeah. Honestly, that he, just, he so just needed crazy. to have a Russian accent, bro. He sounded and like he sounded black. 
He is black. They ain't no it. He is black. Hey man, Rance due on the first. Don't be late. There's gotta Versus, be a black landowner out there somewhere. Rance due on the first. He, don't be late. He, he literally said, "Hey bro, don't be late." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's a, that's." Oh a, yeah, that 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 man's gonna evict him. Big fact. So I'm excited but, uh, about it. I just want to see that that costume at the end because like you you purposefully don't get a good look at it because it's gonna change by the next movie. Yeah, but like that was amazing to me. Like OG Spider Man, there it is. Um, in credit scene, Venom. Oh yeah, which you have not seen yet. Yeah, I haven't seen Venom too. Wow. But at this point, like everything I need to know, I know, right? Yeah, that Venom was in it, and like so, the symbiote. You know, he's him and Venom are like getting explained last five years of the MCU. Yeah, I saw and uh, he gets you know blasted back to his reality with the rest of the people during but the movie. Some of Venom just stays. But back. some of Venom stays back, which is like, oh boy. Which yeah. which this can go it can go three ways. Of course, it, it can go straight to Peter, then Peter to Brock, or Peter to Harry. You know, modern takes like to make Harry Venom. I don't like it. I like hmm. Brock. Or it could just go straight to Harry because Harry was mentioned by Norman. He was, but does that mean that there's a Harry? Well, and... he's not, not, all he said was my son trailed off, which could go into like how the game is making uh, Harry like... Some kind of having some terminal illness, like they're making the goblin disease some kind of terminal thing. Mm. Yeah, and then I think the game's gonna make it so that way when you combine, like Harry's gonna combine with with the symbiote, and that's gonna save his life. Like I really don't know what's where it's gonna go with it, but I think it's gonna somehow make Harry the uh, the new Venom and not Eddie. Got you. Okay. Um, I also think. All right. So here's something me and Fly Guy tie over brackets. We're kind of. Kind of, we're kind of, we have a bet on this actually. We have a bet on the case to do. Um, I think that after this film, going into the new trilogy, I don't think we're gonna see Zendaya and Ned again. Your thoughts? Not together. Well, I kind of want them to explore the relationship with Felicia and Black Cat. Yo, thank you. my. So the guy I was sitting next to in the movie, he mm-hmm. was like, prior to prior to No Way Home, they've been really intentional about. They've never actually said what MJ's full name is. We knew her name was Michelle, and we Jones. knew we, she goes by MJ. Mm-hmm. But we did not know what her last name was. And then we were, me and the guy they next to me were talking about it, and they were like, oh, um, you know, I wonder what her, what the J stands for. They've never said it. I think, it, think it's Jones, and I think she's Black Cat. And I was like, oh, sounds kind of out there. But when they said her name, it was Jones. A, the guy sitting next to me called it, because, mm-hmm. like, it was Jones. And then, as they're during the scene where well, they she's, said that in the first one, too. Yeah. I looked. They did not say it. I could have sworn. Because I, I knew it was Michelle Jones for a while. Mm-mm. They never said it. It's never said in a movie not, that her name is Something said was like Miss Jones or something like that. Nope. Somebody brought up the same point And like, I went to the movie. Not in it. I know. They didn't say Watson until... Until No Way yeah. Home. Until No Way Home. Yeah. And so he calls that her her middle name is Jones. But then when they're in the scene where they're looking at their MIT letters, they keep, every time MJ's on camera, there's a black cat on the behind her. Mm. It's the only black cat shown in the entire scene. And every time she's in the frame, black cat. And I'm like, bro, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, you're right. There's yeah. no way. She I don't might think be they're going to do it with... with- Zendaya. But that's that's the only way I think she comes back. I don't think I think in the new trilogy they're probably gonna move on to Gwen and get Harry in as the new best friend. Okay. Mm. To solidify kind of the things you were just talking about. Right. So 
Mm, we'll see. I mean, we have a bet. Like, if they don't show up in the, in the next movie, in the next trilogy, he owes me a case of do. But uh, just like Skip and Shannon. But no, I, I really do think that they're going to end up going Felicia Hardy because she's the only one of Peter's love interests that we haven't seen on screen yet. That is true. Um, there that was two true. in credit scenes, was there not? It was, it was just a trailer for Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. That Quick thoughts on that. It's beautiful. It's gonna be badass. It's gonna it's be gonna another be spectacle. I'm excited for that one. You think we're gonna see other characters from other universes? Maybe. I feel like naturally you would, especially no. with the, especially with like almost a month later, you got Flash coming out, who's definitely gonna have other characters. Mm-hmm. So like, your competition got to be on point. I mean, they will. Honestly, that that movie's just gonna, that movie's just gonna top everything. They they've kept a lot of that stuff under wraps, you right? Know. There's yeah. been leaks, but even the stars have said everything that's been leaked so far isn't even close to what really <laughs> happens. Here's what I here's what I'm noticing about post Endgame MCU, and I think this was in the plans all along with the five year time jump. Everything is happening at the same time as everything. Mm. Like you see Spider Man swinging past Rockefeller Center at Christmas time. I'm assuming this is either the same night of. Or maybe the night after the, or like the night before the finale, a Hawkeye, a Hawkeye, just because they've confirmed that those two are happening at the same time. Yes. So, like at first they were like, "This is two years after." Like, no, it's just happening at the same. It's time. It's happening at the same. Like even the Rogers poster for the musical in Hawkeye. Is, I was gonna is talk about there. that. Yep. Yeah, Rogers yeah. poster. You can see that in the f- opening shots. So everything is happening time after time. I feel like maybe a month after this, WandaVision happens. Hmm. Okay, and then go goes into multiverse of madness. Right, and right I feel after. like the only thing that Wait, really has any kind about? of Wandavision. Wandavision is right after Endgame. Directly well, yeah, well, like they could be happening like, around the same point in time. Yeah, hurts happening with the dark hold at the end of Wandavision. Is going on right now. Yeah, because you got to remember she had those projections of herself. Mm. And if you go, you got to go back and watch it. If you look at um the house she was in. If you go back and look at the trailer, that's a whole nother spectacle. Okay. Yeah. As she's happening with the dark hole, is around the same time right. Spider-Man is happening. So you got that. And then of course, like we don't know exactly when Falcon and the Winter Soldier fits in. But I remember I saw a theory that everything in phase two was happening at the same time. But mm. it doesn't work because like chronologically it just didn't work. But I feel like this is one where Literally everything is literally happening at the same time because they've got so much extra time ahead of them that the next big event, like, you know, it's 2023 in this universe, they can just keep spacing it out so that way the next big event happens in 2025 and then it lines up. And they can either do another time jump where everything is happening all at the same time or they can just let it go chronologically. Like and that's the thing. Uh, I mentioned really briefly, like, that's what I feel like the MCU is going to be doing kind of from the time be- time going on. Like, these shows are going to be kind of their phase one and then they go into right. the the movies and stuff like that. Just Because, like, phase one took five movies, which mm-hmm. is, like, two or three years. Now they cut all that out. They just put out an entire phase one in 2021, mm-hmm. which is cool. So um, we got that. Let's rank this bad boy out of ten. I'm going ten. You going ten? Like There's this movie answered everything I wanted. Everything I wanted in this movie, it, I, I got. There was no problems with it. It's literally straight ten out of ten. You're going ten. I'll rock with y'all boys out of ten. Ten out of ten. Perfect movie. Like yeah, the things I don't like about the movie aren't enough to bring it down because like <laughs> right, it delivered in everything you wanted and it gave you more than what you wanted. Exactly. Like if you wanted something yeah. from it, it gave you you get you had your cake and you ate it too. Fact. 
right, last thing before we get out of y'all's hair. Brief two-second thoughts. Hawkeye has completed little six-episode starring uh, Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. Thoughts on Hawkeye really quick before we get out of here. I enjoyed it. Um, it, it, was a, it was just a little escapade off, off to the side that wasn't necessary, but we got a kingpin out of it. Necessary just to introduce this new, yeah, new character. archer, new character. And, yeah. and like I said, it, 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 it's a comic. It's just mm. like a, a like a one off com- not a one off comic. But it's I like was a looking at a thing. panel and shot side by sides on social media, and I was mm. like, oh, okay, cool. I, I have to read the Kate Bishop comic. She looks just like her in the comic. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like. Haley Steinfeld did fine. I just think the show kind of pulled like a Mandalorian season two, where like, hey, the show was centered around this character, but like more so as a jumping off point for different stories and characters. Mm-hmm. So you kind of she kind of had that going against her, which I think was a detriment just to introducing her character because now I don't care about her character more so than I do Kingpin, Echo, even Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, where his journey, his wife, like mm-hmm. all those other things that they alluded to in the show. Um, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's on the bottom of all the other shows that yeah, came I, out this I year. I definitely think it needed to be longer, but as, yeah. a, a, as a little Christmas gift thing, that, that that's essentially what they did at the end. And circling around yeah. Spider-Man, like, everybody's energy was so on Spider-Man. Like, yeah. this show yeah. kind of had that against it as well, in a sense. Like, it didn't really start to pick up until episode five at the reveal at the end. Yeah, but at that point, you had one more episode. And then I really enjoy Echo. I'm, I'm excited to see her in the new little spinoff they're going to do with her probably in a couple years. I think Echo comes out year after next. Um, yeah, so, like, Rob, your thoughts on Hawkeye before we got here? It was dope. Everything I expected, I got. I wasn't disappointed because I knew what I was getting from Hawkeye. Right. Um, Tony Stark was right all along. Still my biggest takeaway. He was right all along. <laughs> She's an agent of some kind. Literally. Yeah. That's the best thing I got out of Hawkeye. Smaller agents. <laughs> um, guys, that has been our little episode. Not little. We did a little long one today, but we're yeah. back. We missed you guys. Cafeteria Talks uh, gives Spider-Man No Way Home a 10 out of 10. And Hawkeye, 10 out of 10. 7. 7. Uh, I give Hawkeye an eight. I think we want six. I think we want six. That's fair. Because so honestly, look, after I said seven, I'm like, eh, should it be six? I like nah, a six. I like a six. six. Um, that is it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. You can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the paper between the C and the U. You can catch me at DJ underscore Nua. That's DJ underscore N-U-A-H. Slick without the C underscore Rob to these underscore on Instagram. We love you guys. Do something for somebody. Uh, big things coming. We got card awards. We got sports. We got things coming. Can't wait to uh, get back on the on the grind with you guys. You guys have a happy new year. Uh, I hope you guys had a happy new year. Love you. Capital Talk. We are out. Capital